A ton of audio is coming your way. A full show from Doc Love. Hey, people are feeling the holiday vibe as we release this on December 23rd, 2023. So you deserve some extra audio, right? Of course you do. Here we go. Welcome to the Dating Women Podcast. Featuring the timeless coaching of Doc Love, the author of The System, better known as The Dating Dictionary, the book that has positively changed the lives of thousands around the world. Find out more at DocLove.com and enjoy your free podcast. A new fresh show is delivered to you every Saturday. Now, here is your host, Jeff Stevens. Doc's coaching is timeless because Doc understood human nature. Doc was relevant in 1985, 2005, and will be in 2125. This is one of the classic episodes from Doc's award-winning radio show, and it comes to you courtesy of the Doc Love Club at DocLoveClub.com. More audio like this is there, but in the meantime, enjoy this show. And by the way, if you want more free content, visit DocLove.com. That is the place you can find his blog, YouTube channel, and there's even a contest there. Now, this full show comes to you commercial-free. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. And don't forget, get your free seven-day dating course at doclove.com slash course. And thank you for helping me keep Doc's legacy alive. Let's get right into it. Segment one, March 21st, 2008, pitching the Doc Love Club at the top. Wow, 15 years old now. Love how Doc talked about getting better at the top. Such a positive guy. And he was exactly like that off the air as well. The former Mrs. Paul McCartney is not going to sweat over diaper money or any other expenses. Doc features her in the celebrity file. I asked Doc why even successful guys get tripped up by women. Great answer from Doc, of course. Doc features two governors of New York, one former and then the current, at the time, governor. Interesting celebrity file. By the way, he doesn't name them, but the current governor at the time was David Patterson, and the former governor was Elliot Spitzer. I talk a lot about old technology when I reference people airing dirty laundry, but the point is still good. Whether it's MySpace or TikTok, it still sparks good coaching from Doc. Doc ends by talking about why you don't have to tell her everything if it doesn't raise interest level. Don't talk about it, according to Doc. Here we go. Segment one. March 21st, 2008. Well, if you wandered over to the archives or maybe you went to iTunes wondering where the podcast was, well, it got shut down yesterday, Thursday the 20th. And the reason for that is because we want you to join the Doc Love Club, and it's very easy to do, docloveclub.com. It's free for now, and then we'll have special discounts afterwards. We'll send you a free weekly article from Doc and we will never sell, rent, or do anything with your email address or your personal information. We just want you to join the club. And it's the only way you can get to the podcast and the archives. Well, a lot of guys are confused, it seems, over the I love you issue. And uh, we'll be discussing how often should you say that you love her in just a minute. But first of all, the man himself, Doc Love. What's up, Doc? Hey, man. How are you? Great, man. How you doing? Fabulous. And it's getting better. Celebrity file, man. This is uh, some uh, pretty good stuff we got. Mrs. McCartney, she's, uh, I don't think she has to worry about diapers for a while. Yeah, she uh, she settled for $49.2 million and uh, she's going to be walking away with that. And uh, as I mentioned to you guys, I like California water bonds, tax-free water bonds. And I figure she can get a check for uh, about 210000 tax-free, clear, without touching the stash. On the first of the month, so I hope she can afford to, to buy those pampers, all those diapers. But I figured it out, and you know what it cost Paul to be married to this woman, Jeff? You're gonna love this. Forty-three thousand a day. <laughs> a day. A day. <laughs> and he could have sent you ninety-nine bucks. Yeah, for ninety-nine. Well, England's one twenty, but we could have mailed him a book. You know, and he got the mastery series on. It cost him maybe four eighty. Joined the Doc Love Club and. And here's a guy who's a brilliant musician. He's a brilliant investor. He's rich. You know, he's got more than the other two Beatles put together. And sorry to say, he gets effing women. And it's so important because guys might take their whole lives to build a career. And it can all come crashing down from a financial standpoint if you hook up with the wrong woman. Yeah, you know, I get a lot of doctors and dentists that, that uh, you know, buy the system 
And, you know, when they're going to dental school, uh, they want to be an orthodontist or a guy's going to medical school and then he wants to get, you know, he wants to specialize. These guys come out and these guys are cherries for mercenaries. Women are just waiting for these guys. And they, they don't, they don't, they don't know anything about this, this area of their life. And it's, it's not that they're stupid or they're dumb. It's just they don't have any expertise in terms of how to approach and handle relationships properly. So the woman wants to stay with you forever. And that's what we're about, Jeff and I. How to get her to stay forever. Let me ask you a quick question, Doc. By the way, on the Doc Love Club, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. It's DocLoveClub.com. So I wanted to get that out there for you guys. Uh, question for you, Doc, is that uh, with these guys that are, you know, successful in other areas of their lives, and they have uh, obviously some financial means, like you talked about the orthodontist, the doctors, or the lawyers, or even a guy that's made himself a career in sales, or maybe he's worked for the city for 20 years or something like that, built himself up a little nest egg. They work very hard at their jobs and being the best that they can be at what they do. Why do they neglect that area of their lives that can really hurt them in and what I talk about is picking the wrong woman and having her take you to the cleaners. Why do they neglect that? They're, they really don't look at the divorce rate, which has been 50% for 37 years. They don't look at the fact that there's a million men who f- are fighting for to see their kids in the courts. They don't see this. Actually, when a guy gets before he gets married, he should go down and sit in divorce court and listen listen to these women talk. If you want to get a real uh, a real good education, but hopefully. Uh, the guy will find us at doclove.com, or he'll put in love relationships into Google or Yahoo, or he'll go to Ask Men and read an article or two, and he'll say, you know, this guy makes sense. And I think what there's a big problem is a guy just says, I'm a good guy, I'm a nice guy, and that's all it takes. And that isn't all it takes, because if you want, today, these women are smart, and they're tough, and they're looking for any reason to write you off. And so a, guy, a doctor, a dentist, he goes out, he buys two or three hundred dollar dinners. He goes out with this girl five times. He blows eight hundred and fifty dollars. I don't know why she left, but he never says, "Are there are there doctors that have girlfriends that never do want to leave? Are there guys who never do get rejected, or do all of us just get rejected?" So I'm just going to wing it, be it myself, and they don't realize how deep relationships go in terms of keeping this woman happy. All right, let's move on to the new governor of New York. Of course, we know what happened to the last governor. And uh, what's your take on the new governor? Yeah, the last governor, I found out, used to bust prostitution rings. <laughs> oh, the new one did. No, the, new the old one. one. The one that, the one that left who got caught with the prostitute. The one that the went prostitute. down for the prostitute. The, now, the one you know my favorite word? Oh, wow. And Jeff, I want to tell you my favorite word. I love the word hypocrisy. It's the greatest word on the face of the planet. But now we got this new governor. He stands up with his wife, and guess what he says? Well, I committed adultery, too. <laughs> Honest. It's in the paper. Oh, it's in gosh. the paper. And then, but that's not, that's not the first dumb thing he says. The second dumb thing he said, he said, well, the government of New York is just reflective of the people of New York. And I said, wait a minute. Not all married men in New York hire prostitutes. Not all married men in New York commit adultery. He he gets the new job and insults insults half of the population. And I say, as we were just talking about the doctors, 90% of the men didn't even hear that. And you go on Fox, you go on CNN or MSNBC, nobody's going to have this angle. And that's where Jeff and I in this show are completely different. We're going to give you a way of looking at things which you're not going to see out there from the other love doctors or this pe- these uh these uh, people at uh, Fox or CNN. Can you imagine? It's just reflective of the people that I govern. I, so we got rid of one idiot, and now we got another idiot. But here's who I feel sorry for. The wife is standing there. And, you know, there's a word we don't hear anymore in America. S-H-A-M-E. Shame. Is there no shame? Or isn't there no embarrassment? We take our dirty laundry and hang it out and show it to the world. And she just stands there, the loyal wife. What a joke. First of all, um, in response to the old governor of New York, I think that's kind of funny that you have that his hypocrisy angle in there with that uh, he used to bust prostitution rings. And that's what ended up bringing down his uh, his time in office. But uh, with this second governor, 
this is uh, some pretty bad stuff that he's saying in that, uh, you know, it's not the most horrible thing anybody's ever said, but it's certainly got to rank up there as one of the stupidest things that somebody has said because, you know, you're, it, it's like you're having no faith in your constituency at all and you're trying to put a, a action that's a real negative action, adultery, and you're not only are you airing your dirty laundry, but you're kind of trivializing the people that uh, you're governing. It's just it's bad on so many angles. I, I don't know why he would even go there with it. I feel sorry for the wife and his kids. That's why. Yeah. And like I said with Governor Spitzer, I, I feel sorry for his 18 and his 15 and his 13 year old daughter. How are they going to have good relationships with men when this when this is in their head? Really, when you start doing stuff like this, and there's a little boy or little girl, people don't re- realize how traumatic this is. You know, when you're 25, 30, you've been around the block a little bit, you can take the beating, but a child, that's horrible. Doc, let me ask you something about uh, you know the communications. Uh, the the society, or should I say, the society we live in now is ultra communicative, and it, it's almost like people don't know how to be discreet any longer. I mean, you have people that have MySpace, they have Facebook, they have text messages, they have AOL Instant Messenger. I mean, there's just a million things that people are using to communicate with each other, and it doesn't seem like people are putting out the right things out there or they're putting out too much i mean i'll read some myspace profiles that have some personal information on them that nobody should ever know and again relating this back to dating why do people feel so much of a need to air their dirty laundry and what's your take on all this i i think they have two words mixed up the word is honest and open I want you, I don't want you guys to be open, but I want you to be honest. And there's things that goes on go on in your house. Hey, we all got a weird uncle or a funny aunt or a crazy sister. How does it help that I bring that up and lay that all out for the inner internet world to look at? They're, they're going to forgive me. They're going to overlook it. I mean, you don't build a positive response on all these negatives. And I want you guys. Who, especially you students at Bastion one, two, and three, to understand the nature of of mystery and let her wonder and ponder, because when you present yourself with it, when you're talking to her over dinner, you can you can be able to to explain things to her face to face. Not having a web page with I don't like this, I don't like this, I'll do anything for you. I'm so happy to be with you. I've never had a relationship. I'm a loser. Please take me. Please, please, mommy. Oh, yeah, real masculine. See, the bottom line is that uh, you don't think that a guy should be putting all that out there nothing, for a woman to nothing. find. Nothing. You're like James Bond. You're like Sean Connery. We don't say anything. Let her figure it out because we're going to spoon feed this stuff to this girl slowly. And then after she falls in love with you, then you can tell her you're a bank robber and it's too late for her to leave. <laughs> But there's a certain things that you should always just keep to yourself, right? I mean, if it doesn't raise interest level or the woman's romantic feelings, there's just no sense to even talk about it, right? Okay, I stole some tires when I was 17. I went to jail for a day. How's that going to help? I haven't stolen anything since. When I was 19, I took a couple puffs of marijuana. I went to jail for one day. I've never done it since. I'm going to tell her that? Oh, yeah, by the way, I just got out of Rikers. Don't you like me more now? <laughs> Segment two, March 21st, 2008, leading off with the caller. He's been back and forth with a woman and is definitely in need of Doc's coaching. He wasted, as you can guess, his time. And this is going to take the whole segment. It's a cautionary tale to stop pouring fuel into a tank that has a gaping hole in it. The You Change My Life letters will be in the next segment. One of my favorite things is You Changed My Life letters. And we're going to be getting to those in just a second. But first of all, let's go to Auckland, New Zealand. And Robbie is on the line right now. Robbie, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question, man? Yo, Doc, what's up, man? Hey, how are you doing, man? Man, not good, man. I I had the system this year. I'm 22. I went out with this girl five years ago who was a year older than me. And for two and a half years, I naturally naturally played the system. I played challenge to the bone. And things were going good. But then we broke up in that time period. But, no, no, know, no, no, no. We didn't break up. She dropped you. No, 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 no. This time, in two, in the two and a half years, I broke up. You broke up. And you she did? Came, she came crawling back. And this is when I never had the system. 
And she and uh, and I took her back. And then for two, from two and a half years to three and a half, three and a bit years, we argued like hell, like four times a day. Yeah. Things got really bad. She started saying, "You better start treating me right, or I'm going to be gone." And we are. And then and then she comes up and she goes, "You know what? I'm out of here." Yeah. Yeah, that, and, she took you back to get rid of you later. And then, however, we decided to go on a break rather than fully breaking up, which lasted about eight months. And then we still argued. So I eventually dumped her for good for after about four years into relationship. And then we still remained friends for a year. That that's because she thinks says things like, "This is womanese. I can't I can't decipher this. I would never write us off. And chances of us getting back in the future are high. But right now, I don't want a relationship. I just want to be single." Oh, I see. I'm not in love. I'm not in love with you now. I was in love with you. I got rid of you in the past. When I'm with you, all I do is argue with you. But maybe in the future, we're we're going to have uh, a new relationship. Hey, guy, guy, you're wasting a lot of time with this girl. Why are you listen, wasting this time? Listen to this, Doc. And after 11 months of breaking up, we both went for a three-month holiday, and this is where I truly nailed down the system. And when we both returned, after using the system on her for a month, I went in and got her cheek. And she said, well, while she was overseas, she did a lot of thinking about us and made up her mind on not getting back. And the chances of getting back in the future are really slim now. Do you think she misled me up here for 15 months, Doc? Yeah, she was in that 40 to 49 percent. Do you know what that is? Yes, sir. Where they're with you, but you're out? Yep. Don't once it once it goes fifty one once it once it goes fifty one forty nine get out of there because what they could do at that four at that forty to forty nine percent interest level they can yo yo you back and forth back and forth play with you go back and forth but it's all done it's a waste of time and I call it the beating we're yeah. not going to take the beating once once that first time you dropped her it was over it was done so everything out after that as far as you should have been hustling new home phone numbers. And and plus she never moved on to another guy, and she said. Oh, I'm shocked! I, I thought she loved you. I can't imagine she went out with another guy. No, she didn't move on to another guy. Oh, who told you that? Well, I mean, I used to talk to her every day, and she was like. Why are you talking to her every day? Telephone blunder. No, this was before I got the system. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you know. So what is it? Okay, let's cut to the chase here. Where does it stand right now? Well, this is this is yesterday. Last night it all went down. And she goes, you treating me properly would have worked two years ago, but not now. It's too late. And then I decided on never seeing each other again because the future future chance with her is very slim. It's not slim. And, There's no and, slim. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, you can, you can hit the moon with a BB gun before this girl will come back with you. Yeah, okay? And then, and, then, uh, and then she goes, uh, if we even did get back, things won't be the same. I mean, she's telling me here right now that yeah. she's on my bad side, and she thinks, she thinks that if... if she might see that in the future again. Robbie, Robbie, now I want you to listen. This is real important. No contact. Of course. No contact. Dog, Erase the emails. The Erase the emails. Don't interrupt. Erase the emails. Do not answer. Do not do not answer the phone. Okay? Got it. Per, you have to do this. You gotta be tough. I will be. Okay? And get mastery one, alright? I will do you're, that. you're young, you're twenty two guy. Okay? I know, dog, Luckily it's know not the end of the world. But you gotta learn, okay? So you got to be tough like a Spartan, okay? Thank you for calling. Segment three, March 21st, 2008. Doc explains why you changed my life letters are important and then reads two of them. The importance of being prepared. Basic stuff. But Doc, going back to the basics, from my perspective, is always pure gold. Our caller thinks the woman he's dating is more into her career than him. He has a little trouble getting Doc to understand what he's talking about. But once Doc does, he has great coaching on what to do next. Okay, Doc, before we get to him, let's explain to our new listeners. By the way, we have a lot of new listeners coming in because we're on all over the world on WSRadio.com and also on KTRB in San Francisco. And uh, when we look at these uh, You Changed My Life letters we're about to do, Doc, what are You Changed My Life letters and why are they so important to our show? Well, what I'm trying to show you guys that that, that guys who have found me and, uh, you know, studied the Cary Grant movies, joined the Doc Love Club, uh, have tested themselves with, you know, the second, third, and fourth book, Mastery 1, 2, and 3, that once they internalize this and do what I tell them to do, what happens is they notice the woman reacts positively. All right. Now here's 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 a here's one here. Right. I want to. Uh, uh, this is a married guy. Dear Doc, I'm on it. It's funny how something good could come out of something bad. If my wife had not cheated, 
I would have discovered, I would never have discovered the dock. That, that, there's no question about it. You have changed my life. You've opened my eyes. Now onto my new wife. She's responding to me in a more positive manner, and I've read only 65 pages of the system. God bless you for your work and your determination to set things straight for us men. I have seen the light, and I would all to a man they call the doc. Your loyal student and aspiring Spartan. Okay, I don't know where this guy is from. But this other guy's from Denmark. This is what he writes. Hi, doc. I want to tell you something about my improvement with the system. This is what has happened to me after studying your materials every day for two and a half years. I am positive 99% of the time. I read people quickly. I'm able to be with a, with a couple for 10 minutes and see which one is the boss and determine how high each interest level is. I see pretty girls becoming ugly because they have bad attitudes. I realize the power of words, tone, and body language. I know when I make a mistake and that is great because then I can relax and do it right the second time. I ask for home phone numbers and close girls whenever I see the opportunity and it feels more easy than ever. I think sales is the most fascinating job because I realize that everything in life is about sales. That is the reason I've got myself a part-time job in sales. So I learned to talk to people and accept rejection more and more without it ever bothering me. I value myself higher than ever and now I want a girl who would do the same and who thinks I'm irreplaceable. I'm a big fan of yours and a loyal student. Denmark. That's what happens. You see, you have one guy on there that's having success with a woman, and interestingly enough, in the second guy, he doesn't necessarily mention that he's dating anybody or married or anything like that. It has just enhanced his life in many different areas, not just dating. Yeah, but he's prepared. Like, I get an email from a guy. He says, I read 80 of your articles. I list 50 of your 50 or uh, radio shows, but I haven't got the system yet. So he gives me this list of stuff, and I point out 10 errors. So I say, now, see these 10 things you did? This is why you need the system. Two months later, I get an email from the guy. He's got the same story with a different girl, another 10 things wrong. And I, what my frustration is, why don't you have the system? You gotta keep, and for you to go out with a girl after I've already corrected you on the other girl that dumped you because you made all the mistakes in the world, why would you go on to another girl? As we say in sales, you're burning the lead. Unless you're prepared, you can't go to war. It's that simple. You gotta go to boot camp. And a lot of the guys are under the mistaken impression that I could just be myself. She'll like me. Yeah, and then look at the last ten women you went out with. Nine of them dumped you and you dumped one. And there's another guy down the street who's studying my materials, and guess what? He dumps 10 out of 10. He gets out first. Gee, let's copy that guy. If we do what he does, then the women are going to act the same toward me as they do toward him. He can't see all that. That's just too hazy. That's too complex. Things aren't that simple. And why would you do something that's going to take your life in a negative direction? That's something I've never understood. Is it that... Guys are so, and not all guys, but certain guys get so lonely that they'll accept any kind of treatment so that they don't have to be alone. Because when you look at it, a relationship should be something that should enhance your life. I mean, two people should get together. It should be a very positive thing. And the the sum of the parts or the whole should be greater than the parts. But some of these guys, they get in a relationship that are so it's so unbalanced tilted towards the woman because they've given up all their power and their life just goes that they either suffer in silence or they end up in divorce court and have all the other negative things that happen. I just don't understand the mentality there. 90% of the men are naive. If, if let's, let's, let's just take 100 men that don't know me, okay? And out of the blue, let's, I'm just going to mail them a $100 book, okay? All 100 guys. Do you know 50 of them never opened the book? Even though they're getting rejected with women, even though they're confused by women, even though they don't know where they stand with women, they would never open the book. And then, then 20 or 30 of them open it, and they get halfway through it and says, I don't believe this crap, and he throws it in the fireplace. And you finally get down to maybe 4 to 6% of the guys who say, you know, this makes sense, I'm going to do this. And then how many actually do it? Two out of a 100. It's a numbers game. But those two guys are never going to have to pay money to a divorce lawyer. Those guys are never going to go through the pangs rejection. Those guys aren't going to go have to McDonald's every other weekend to pick their kids up because their wife ran off with some other guy. 
But they don't see this. They don't realize how bloody relationships are. If the divorce rate were 5%, you and I are wackos, Jeff, but it's 50. 50% divorce rate for 37 years? Hello? Doesn't that ring a bell? And the bottom line is the guys need a backbone. They need to say, you know what? I don't need you. You need me. Because if it's going to be an unfair situation where they're going to be with a woman that's either going to have low interest level or she has low integrity or she's somebody that's just going to make him miserable all the time, at what price glory? Why do you stay with somebody that does that? Why are you approaching somebody that does that just because a woman's got a pretty face? I mean, you got to look beneath the surface. That's what I like the most about the system. The system forces you to look beneath all the superficial stuff that our society often bases important decisions on. There are certain guys... Like I said, there's certain guys you can talk to. Like a guy called me from Canada three days ago. I'm 26. He says, I can't get anywhere in women with women. I said, I'll tell you what. If you follow my program, you do everything I tell you, you're going to join Toastmasters. You're going to give speeches. You're going to become a great dancer. You're going to get on Match.com. You're going to go out with everybody. You're going to go out with everybody you're not attracted to. You're going to practice and practice and practice. What they want to do is they want to read a book once, and all of a sudden they're a Lothario. Everybody loves this guy. But you can't be a plastic surgeon overnight. And to follow the system, it's going to take you a long time. In the first three or four months, you're going to pick up a lot. But you have to put this by your bed. You've got to read it every night and go over it and over and over it. I'm reading uh, the 33 Strategies of War, and I'm just finishing it for the third time. And you know what, Jeff? I said to myself the other night when I read it, I have to read this 15 or 20 times. This book is as heavy as my book. This guy tells the truth. He knows what he's talking about, but it's deep, and i got to go back and back and back. And I'm not a dumb guy, but I know I have to read it that much. But some of these guys, they get one book, and they figure that's it. Then they call me for phone coaching, and I said, Guy, that's in the book. That's under this chapter. It's because he doesn't know it. And you have to study, study, study. You have to look at this. You're taking the state bar in New York, and 45% of the people flunk. And that's the way you are. You have to look at it that way. And until you do, you have to take this seriously. And if you don't believe me, go to work, talk to some guy going through divorce, been divorced, and ask it, ask him how much it cost him. Well, she took the house. Uh, the Alamo payments are 1800 a month. And I had to visit a psychiatrist. That was 120 an hour for a year and a half. And I'm a basket case right now, and I don't have a clue as to what's going on. But, oh, no, no, I won't give Doc Love $99. Oh, I couldn't do that. Why? How can you get to that point? You can't save them all. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't shove his head down into it. And that's just the way it is. But certain guys, they hear me. When I play this drum, they hear my song, and they know what the heck I talk about. And that's what I'm out to do. There's 40 million Americans single, 18 and over, and I'm going to take care of 400,000 of them. One in a hundred that are never going to have to see a divorce lawyer, and their wives are never going to say, you know, I need my space. I'm tired tonight. Is that all you want me for? Uh, you know, uh, do you mind sleeping in the other bed? And this is what a lot of guys go through. And it's truly for guys all over the world. I mean, we get calls from Australia, we get calls from England, we get calls from India, and any guy that is, like you always say, Doc, from Mongolia to Montana, uh, women are the same, and this can benefit any guy in the world. Let's go on to Dallas right now, and Bill, Bill, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question? Hi, Doc and Jeff. What's um, up? After going out with a girl for about 10 months, I realized that she was worshipping the camera more than me. Uh, in this situation, the camera was the corporate world. The what, the what world? The corporate world. You know, she really wanted to um, get ahead in her career. Yeah, I don't understand what you said. What does the camera got to do with the corporate world? Like uh, she um, she basically uh, plans on doing her MBA out of state, and she wanted to move, and that's why I dumped her. Yeah, I bet. What does that have to do with the camera? What I'm trying to say is, for her, the most important thing was her career. Oh, I see the way the way a, the way a movie star or model loves the cameras. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. I get. Okay. I get your illustration now. Right. Okay. And, and uh, what is what is a good way to spot that? Because it took me like ten, eleven months to get to the bottom of it. Everything else was pretty okay, but uh, but being that career focused, it was real hard to 
separate her smartness with, uh, you know, with how she was. Well, after 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 six after six to nine after let's say six to twelve dates, you know, you guys are at a movie show or you're having dinner, and you you might say something like like What's the three most important things in your life?" Mm-hmm. And she leaves you off. You see? Right. Or or you or you can say to her, uh, you know, let me ask you a question. If you really, really love the guy a lot, but you got a job offer halfway around the world for a ton of money, would you leave the guy? Okay. You see my point? Yep. And if she goes, uh, 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 stutters, you're out of there. So what you have to do is you have to take what I call a flanking shot. You never go down the center. you got to come in on the side, just like Hannibal did and Shaka Zulu. They always... Had a had a force in front that was weak, and they'd pull back, and then they wrap around the right, and then wrap around the left. So it's what I call maneuvering. You got to know how to maneuver. So sometimes you ask these little questions, which are really loaded, but they're indirect, and all of a sudden you're going to catch her off guard. And when she's relaxed, she'll she'll burp it out. She'll get it out. So what you got to do is you got to do an interview. But when you look at the, the question. Oh, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, you know. That's the thing. Especially if you guys are from different areas or if she ever says, you, like you're going with a girl here in Dallas and she's telling you how much she likes Montana. Well, why is she talking about all Montana all the time? Is she going to end up there? And you might say to her, by the way, uh, what would it take for you to move to Montana? Oh, nothing. I love that state. <laughs> and you're, you're thinking, well, my business is here in Dallas. I'm not going anywhere. So it's it's a flanking shot, and it's asking these questions which on the surface seem like nothing, but they're gonna they're gonna throw up and tell you the truth, and then you're gonna catch them and get out of there. So you've got to interview a girl real hard between that six and twelve weeks, and make sure you're number one in her life. Otherwise, I'm gone. Segment four, March 21st, 2008. First caller wants to know how to be better with the system. He realized he's not number one in her life. He's been with her three years and definitely needs Doc's coaching. Interesting question from the next caller. Can you lose 30 points of interest level in a single move? Yep, according to Doc, especially when you violate the touch rule. Doc was pretty animated on this one, understandably. How long should he wait to respond to incoming with a Saturday coming up? Doc gets into that. And Doc was still worked up over the caller that violated the touch rule and ended the segment with it. And I like the last thing he said, too. Doc was funny and quick on his feet. Okay, lots of guys waiting, and we want to get everybody on. So, guys, make sure that you get right to your question and be quick and to the point. Having said that, Kurt, Oklahoma City, you're first up. Go. Hi, Doc Love. Hi, Jeff. What's Love up? your show. been listening to you since 2005. Thank you. What's up? I need help being a better Spartan. Okay. I've been engaged for two years uh, to a 47-year-old woman who's never been married. Yeah. And I'm realizing more and more that I'm not number one in her life. How? Uh, the best, most recent example is uh, she just went on a vacation with her mother, didn't invite me. And um, she is not calling me every day like she usually does in our normal day in life. Like she'll, she has telephoneitis sometimes. She'll call me sometimes too many times a day. Well, now she's not calling me at all. Yeah, how, how long have you, you been with this girl? Uh, three years. Uh, she uh, has never been married. She lives with her mother. Uh, recently, um, I've left the ball in her court on the wedding date and time. For two years, she's not said anything about a date. And then uh, last week, she says uh, something to the effect of, let's get married, and you can move in with me and my mom. <laughs> if it were a Howard Stern show, he'd say, how good looking is the mom? <laughs> but we're dizzy clean. We don't do that. Okay. Hey, when are you going to move on? Well, that's. That's what I need help with. The bad thing is that she treats me better than my wife of 16 years did. Yeah, you spent too much time with this girl. Yeah. You, do you have the dating dictionary? Yes, I do. Yeah, you have to. You you should you should have read this girl in the first six seven months and gotten rid of her. I got I got the dating dictionary after uh, I fell in love with her. Oh, and, I see. Uh, and yeah. I I see the red flags, um, and uh, the little red flags that I saw. Two years ago, some of them 
or things that I, you know, figured I could probably live with. I'm not a spring chicken myself. But some of them that I saw two years ago have blossomed. And, and like, for instance, this, you know, marry me and move in with me and my mom, you know, that's one that I should have seen, you know, Yeah, you should, ago. Kurt, you should get out of here. Okay. Really, just get out of here. Thanks for calling. This is no good. You're wasting your time. Okay, let us move on to Joel from Chicago. Joel, go. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm uh, Joel, and uh, I love your show. Thank you. And yeah, my question is: uh, Can you lose more than thirty points on interest level by one move? If if it's in the beginning stages, yeah. Tell me what it is. How much time you got in? Yeah, I, I mean, I was practically it was perfect first date. Second date, the girl was like calling me. She asked me out for a third date. Yeah. And at the end of the third date, I went in for the kiss, and I grabbed her. You know what? So yeah, you don't grab anything. You kiss her on the mouth, and that's it. Yeah. No touching. Well, uh, no touching. Remember? You have yeah, the da- you yeah, have the I, dating. I, I, hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it. The, hold it. You got the dating dictionary? Yeah, I got the dictionary. What does it say about touching? Yeah, that, that's what I'm mad at myself because I I know that. Well, that I, no, I you. Yeah, but it. you don't do it. You know it, but you don't do it. No, I was doing it on the first two dates. I, I don't care that you don't do it then either. You kiss her yeah. goodnight on the second date. I mean, this girl practically looks at me. I like don't care about that. that. Don't change my system. Yeah, yeah. You don't change anything. Don't, 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 don't wrap it around her. Thanks for calling. Okay, James from St. Cloud, you got about a minute, man. Go ahead. All right, I'll make it real quick. Um, had the deal with Caprice last night. Coffee date went real well. Got a really nice email from her today thanking me for being a gentleman and whatnot, talking about the future. Um, I want to respond, and my um, instincts always tell me to wait a full day, but since tomorrow's Saturday, should I wait till Sunday? Uh, yeah, do it. Do it. Uh, in fact, do it Sunday night or Monday. Okay. Yeah, whatever you th- If you don't know what to do, do nothing. If you don't know <laughs> what to do, and you, maybe it's one or two, make it three or four. Never do anything shorter. Always wait. It never hurts to wait longer. But, but if you go in too soon, you're killing challenge and mystery. Exactly. You yeah, with that me? That's what my instincts told me. You got it. All right, thanks. You got her, buddy. Thank you for calling. The key to women is patience, right, Doc? Yeah, but this one, yeah, the key to women is patience and going in slowly. But this other guy, he knew not to touch the girl. Well, she's all over me. I don't care if she's all, I don't care if she took all her clothes off and jumped in your lap. You don't touch her back. When I tell you to do something, the guys like this, well, she did this and this and this, so I'm going to change the rules. You don't change this. This is like the, the Constitution. Exactly. Well, Doc, uh, thanks again, man. Great show. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Segment one now, March 28, 2008. I asked Doc about the emailers that think Doc is against women. Doc explains that he was not, and again, here's me saying low integrity. You either have integrity or you don't. Doc talks about two celebrity divorces next, Robin Williams and Russell Simmons. Next up, an observation letter from a married guy, and he shares an insight from the system. And also, you'll notice that Doc started talking about a guy that lived in Puerto Rico but skipped over him. Oh, well, the observation letter is good regardless. Doc is very kind to say Jeff and I. It was Doc just being a great boss that he would give me credit. But listen, this was all Doc. Next up, another observation letter from Jesper in Denmark, one of Doc's favorite observers. He would tell me off the air how much he enjoyed Jesper's insights. I observe that guys will put more into their hobbies than in understanding women, and Doc agrees and expands on it. Coming up, we are going to get into how to tell a woman that you love her. But first of all, the man himself, Doc Love. What's up, Doc? Hey, man. How are you? Good, man. Good, good, good. How are you doing? Good, good. we got a hot show today. Yeah, and Doc, before we get into the celebrity file, there's something I wanted to ask you about. Sure. Um, there's something just popped into my mind. Because I get the, these questions uh, via email from some of the new guys, and uh, a lot of them say, you know, hey, you guys against women. You know, I, I kind of get a feeling that, you know, it's a, you know, it's an us versus them mentality that somebody that may be new to our show is, but that they have that they might think that we are against women. But while we are rough on mercenaries and women that have low integrity, this show is really not against women. Right, Doc? Yeah, what I want to see, there's good guys and there's bad guys. And then there's, you know, good women and bad women. 
And the thing is, is I don't want one of you guys who's a good guy to get stuck with a bad woman. And we're going to teach you what who they are. And we're going to tell you what is a good woman. She has integrity. She's self-reliant. She has a sweet nature. She's not argumentative. And she's flexible. And she's a giver. And she doesn't have any too many scars. And she doesn't have a ton of baggage. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. This is just reality. But... It might look as if we beat up on women, but actually what we're doing here, we also beat up on the guys because we tell them the mistakes they're making. And it's not to beat them up. It's so you don't do the same mistake with the next lady to turn her off because the one before that that you turned off got rid of you. So the system is rejection protection. Celebrity file, Doc. Yeah, we got two celebrity divorces. Uh, Robin Williams married 19 years. Russell Simmons. Robin Williams, one of the funniest men, the most creative men on the man on the face of the planet. Russell Simmons, he's in, he, uh, he's a big wheel in the, in the rap industry. Mansions has a huge, beautiful white boat. And, uh, she's leaving after seven years. And you say, well, doc, why are they leaving? The girls filed first. Mrs. Williams and Mrs. Simmons filed. The real losers, forget the money and the breakup and all that. They both have young children. And they're the losers. Because when you tell a five-year-old girl you're leaving your husband, they don't understand, or vice versa, you're leaving your wife. And that's what this show's about. We want the family unit to stay together. But anyway, I will be giving you some figures later on how much it's going to cost these people. But that's not the real issue here. The thing is, I don't want those kids in pain. It's traumatic to have parents go through a divorce. And some parents are selfish. They ought to tough it out a little more or try to figure out a way to get along rather than leave their kids split up. Well, we've got some observations, too, Doc. And uh, th- this is good stuff because your students actually, on their own, what they do is they email you with their observations, and it, it shows a deep understanding of the system. Yeah, I had a call last week from a guy in Puerto Rico, divorced after 13 years. He wanted to know... Uh, does it work in Puerto Rico? Okay, now here's a letter from, his name is Mukund, M-U-K-U-N-D. He was born in India, and it says, Hi Doc, greetings again from New Zealand, and hope life has treated you great. You got back, we just got back from Queensland, my wife and I, and we had a great time paragliding and para, parasailing. So here's a married guy. This isn't a guy that's dating, this is a, a married man who was born in India and now lives in New Zealand, okay? He says, Doc, I'd like to share with you an insight I got from your system. I bet you, I, I bet you must have come across Socionics, which takes various systems to categorize people. Well, anyway, after studying your system, I found another way to categorize people in general and men in particular. Basically, this involves assess, assessing a person in two dimensions, Now, listen to this now. Put on your thinking caps here, Jeff. You have sensitive versus callous. You have challenge versus fawner, F-A-W-N-E-R. To you psych majors, somebody that's too happy to be there. Sensitive versus callous, challenge versus fawner. And here's my analysis. The wimp is a sensitive fawner. The macho boy is a callous challenge. The gigolo is a callous fawner. And the gentleman, which I'm trying to make out of you guys, most of you guys anyway, is a sensitive challenge. Do you think this is a correct assessment? Yes. If so, would you like to incorporate this into the system? Yes. I believe an additional method of analysis will make things a lot clearer to men. Thanks again for your time and all the wonderful work you're doing to improve the men's cause. May the force be with you always. Cheers. Your loyal student, Mukund. Here's a guy born in India. I'm in San Diego. He takes his wife. They go to New Zealand. He gets the books and the mastery series. He's adding to the system. I never said this before. I never came up with this. And this guy hit it 100%, which to me verifies we got the truth, Jeff and I. And that's a absolutely a great observation on his part that uh, you know he was able to take those uh, basically you know the the words he took the words sensitive and fawner 
and he combined them into different ways to perfectly describe the types of men out there and the two primary types, or should I say the three primary types of guys that you describe in the system, which is, of course, our Macho Boy, Wimpus Americanus, and the gentleman, and, of course, this show, your system, your articles, all of those combine to help men become gentlemen because those are the types of men that have not only the best chance to keep to attract and keep the right woman, but also to avoid the wrong woman and therefore avoid pain. Hallelujah, brother. You said it right. Now, here's the other letter. This is from Jesper in Denmark. Hi, Doc. It was interesting you talking about how some people will not follow the system in your last show. I've actually always wondered why a lot of people think they can deal with a marriage when all of their prior relationships only lasted a maximum of four years. I think that a lot of people still believe in fairy tales, and no one that I have talked to talks about self-improvement. It's always the other person's fault. I just know that people are, are heading for failure when they marry and not have an objective philosophy and don't take a critical view on themselves. Most people like to work for money, but not for love, and that is a shame. So people have to realize the depths of the system and that it is basically all about self-respect and taking care of yourself and all the right knowledge and actions will create a higher value in yourself with time and that will attract more people because people only want the best for themselves, assuming she's clinically sane. Your loyal student. Pretty happy. Well, you know, well, that's what we always talk about on this show is that, uh, People will, I, you know, here, here's me, okay, I just picked up the bass guitar, I've been playing bass about six months, I go to lessons every week, I make sure and I practice every day, and because it's a skill that I'm trying to acquire, because everybody would agree, playing an instrument is a challenging thing to do. Uh, same thing with people going to school to become, become accountants or doctors, or maybe they're picking up a trade or something like that, and a relationship, especially a marriage, is something that is going to be a significant portion of your life. And a lot of people will put more effort into a hobby or maybe their career than they will that something else, that a relationship which is a very significant portion of their life and I would argue causes a lot of the pain in this world when they are broken. Too many men are just hard-headed. That's basically it. So you didn't say, nobody's going to tell me about guitar. Nobody's going to tell me about women. I'll play the guitar the way I want. I don't need any stupid lessons. I'm not getting, I'm not giving money to a guy that, 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 uh, did, did background on 48 CDs. What does he know? You wouldn't hear that. But when it comes to Doc Love, you hear that. Because 90% of the men are naive. That's a big, big problem. And they never want to, they never want to look inwardly. They want to run on their emotions, and like Jesper said from uh, from Scandinavia here, they don't know, they haven't a clue of what they're doing right or what they're doing wrong. And that's what this show is about. But you guys got to take your brainwashing and your ego, and you got to put it way over here. You got to be clear minded, and you got to say, you know what? I want to get a good girl, and I want her to stay in love with me. If that's your goal, Jeff and I'll take care of you. But if you think, nah, I don't need the guitar lessons. Nobody's going to tell me how to how to do a chord or do A, Bs, and Cs and learn all about it and all that stuff. I don't want to do that. So I'll just play the guitar any way I want. But guess what? You're not going to be in the band. Now, how many lessons have you had, Jeff? Once a week? Uh, yeah, once a week for six months. And I'm still only a novice at it. Yeah, it's going to take you a long time. But the point is this. You don't give up. And what you really want to do is you want to be good at it, and it doesn't rub your your uh, ego wrong. Like, for example, I get uh, about one in every four orders I get. It says, uh, send it in a plain package. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't, but what are they saying? That that I'll, I'll if it said XYZ Computer Company or ABC Guitar, Guitar Company, they'd say, hey, put a big, huge ad on the envelope. But don't put Doc Love on there, because... Guys don't believe in self-improvement when it comes to women. Bad, bad, bad. You guys are making the wrong, wrong mistake here. There, you always learn something. It's why I go to seminars that have nothing to do with relationships. Because I'll pick up a principle and I'll add it to the system. 
It's that easy, guys. Segment two, March 28, 2008, leading off with a caller. He wants to know how to turn a friend into a girlfriend. Odds are you can't do it, says Doc, but he has another angle for him to pursue. And then I have Doc expand on it after the call. This takes the whole segment. Well, we haven't forgotten about how do you say that you love her. That's going to be coming up in the next segment. But first of all, Mike from Orange is on the line right now. Mike, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question? Hey, Doc. Jeff, great show. Thank you. Uh, general guidelines for turning a friend into a girlfriend. Any suggestions there? Yeah, see her less, less content, less, less contact. How long have you been friends with this girl? Well, it's not a specific goal right now, but in the past, uh, there was someone I knew for about a year. Yeah, what you got to do is, what, well, see, what you do is you end up, you end up, uh, becoming their friend and you talk to them maybe every other day. You go out with them two or three times a week. And it's really a waste of time because she doesn't dig you in a romantic, uh, in a romantic vein, which is okay. Okay. But she's a good girl. And if she's a knockout, what you should do is go out with her as a friend to hustle other women, especially if you go into bars and you want to hustle cocktail waitresses and other girls. Cause when they see you walk in with somebody versus a guy, your posture is a lot higher. Right. You follow okay. me? But on the other hand, if you're seeing her, if you're talking to this girl like four or five days a week, and all, and you're going out with her twice a week, you say, you know what? I'm starting to get feelings for this girl. Where'd this come from? What you have to do is back off. Is, right. is, is not be her friend anymore, because what, what we're trying to do here is by cutting the supply that there'll be more demand. It gets back to capitalism. And I've got to tell you honestly, the odds are bad, because right. you didn't have it there from the beginning with. But I've had guys do this, and they have turned the girls. But but the odds are not good. You should, again, if you want to use her, you know, it's arm candy to go out, and she dresses sharp, and you want to go to a party, then hustle other girls, or you go to a seminar, that's great. Because nothing beats walking in with a nice-looking girl on your arm. Right. I got you. You clear? Yep. Okay, so. Mike. Thank you for calling. This uh, could get into the issue, especially for the newer guys listening, because... Uh, you know, you give them an inch and they'll take a mile. You, you talk about a lot of times that guys will cherry pick what's in the system and they'll take something that's a rare case and they'll make it like it's a norm. And I think that this is, this bears talking about this friend issue because a lot of guys might listen to that and say, oh, oh, okay, well, I'll just be her friend first. And that's not yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, not, at no, all. that's not at all what I'm saying. But again, if you want to go someplace, but don't have any illusions of grandeur because if you, if you cough it up and say, I like you, She'll say, "Come on, John. I never looked at you that way. You're like a good, you're like a brother to me. You're a good friend." Now, and then, what do you do? You lost a friend. Now you're uncomfortable every time you see her. So what you have to do is cut down the amount of time that you're with her until she says, "Hey, John. You know, I kind of miss you. You know, we had great talks and everything. You know, and you keep doing that until finally she takes you out to dinner. Then maybe she starts touching your arm. But guy, the odds are like five percent. They're one in twenty. And I'm like a guy in Vegas, you know. The four horse and the seventh race, it's never won a race. You don't want to bet on that. This is bad. But this is for somebody that has mastery, one, two, and three, that understands that understands what I'm saying. Because it's dangerous for me to say, you know, this works 98%. Oh, I got the, I got the one in 25. That's this girl for sure, because that's what your ego does. It goes for the 2%. That's why some things that are 90, 95%, I round off, because you guys are dying to say, oh, no, I'm the 1%, it's going to work for me, and it doesn't work for you. Well, let's uh, let's talk about how you should go about it. Like, you know, say you have a woman that's a friend. Now, in my mind, it's something that you can't really aggressively pursue. I no, mean, it's passive. All, it's, it, passive. Yeah, okay, yeah. And it's so got to be the woman's idea. It's got to be in her. You know, I really miss going out with John. He's really a good guy. And all of a sudden she says, you know what? I think I kind of like him a little bit. But again, one in 25%? No. But to use her as arm candy to hustle other girls, I think that's a great idea. Again, to you newer guys, it's, it's a dangerous thing, like Jeff just said, that I put out here to you. Cause you don't, you don't want to say, oh, it's 5%. Well, I'll, I'll take the chats. I'll take, cause I really like this girl. No, no, no. You don't want to bet on anything that's 5% chance it's going to work. I don't care what it is. It's not going to work. So, and the so, friendship, so don't have any illusions of grandeur here. 
And the friendship just has to be one of those things that happen naturally because it's not like you can go ask her for her home phone number. She turns you down. You, you say, well, can we be friends? And then you think you're going to turn it after that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, right. Segment four now, March 28, 2008. First and only caller of the segment. Doc asks him what the system means to him, and he expands on it. He has an interesting question on when to start reciprocating things that she's doing. And again, Doc coaches him. Doc messes up a little here, too, and reverses things. You'll know what I mean when you hear it. Ah, live radio. They then talk about a woman with no self-control. Overall, an interesting call. Well, we've got some time for some callers. If you want to get in on the conversation, 877-474-3302. 877-474-3302. And we have James from St. Cloud on the line right now. James, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question? Hey, Doc. Hey, Jeff. Uh, first off, I just want to say that I'm a big fan. I've been a student for about two years now, and everything's really paying off for me. Uh, um, I actually sent you that success story, Doc, about uh, dating the four girls at the same time. And uh, so everything's going really well for me. You're dating but, four um, girls at the same time? Yeah, they all have positive interests. Well, I had to change that. Uh, since that email, it's down to two. I had to drop two of them. You had so. to drop two? Oh, that's... Yeah, too many red flags on the first date. And yeah, they're but, both knockouts, too, but... Uh, yeah, tell, know, tell, like, tell, these, tell these guys out here that don't have the dating dictionary what they're missing. A lot. Um, well, I have to say that this stuff didn't even start sinking in and, like, really becoming a part of who I am until, oh, just a few months ago. So it's been, I've had the system for two years, probably read it about 50 times, marked it all up. It looks like a college book. And uh, so this stuff takes time. And uh, if you don't have the system, you guys better go get it because it changed my life. I'm not concerned about dating anymore. I'm not looking for rushing into a relationship i don't feel alone um i just feel like this part of my life's covered so. you got it hey thank you very much jeff and i appreciate it and your question is my question is um on the top of topic of touching now i know of being a student that guys never initialize touching yeah. but what i wanted i was reading your book and it just hit me um you talk about um reciprocating slowly when they have high interest level now after how many dates should you start to gradually start reciprocating when she touches you first? After after she asks you uh, uh, to be her girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. That's what wait, I, that's wait. What I say. See, I want everything the guy, every mistake that guys make. I just want them to do later. It's not what they do. Everything they do is too soon. They come on have too heavy. They see him too much. They buy too many flowers and gifts. They call him too often. They email too much. They email. All these things are great. Later, sure, they want sure. to get it all done in the first week. <laughs> These guys don't get spoon feed yourselves. She falls in love slower than you do. I right. look at this girl. I say, I want to have her baby, <laughs> but she looks at you and she says, Hey, I'll go out with this guy and see what happens. So you know, it, the woman's coming from a different place. Right. You know, it's funny that you said about how guys move too fast. One of the girls that I dropped. Um, uh, one of the reasons why I dropped her is because I told her that uh, I like to move really slow, you know, and uh, she says, I don't. <laughs> she, she, uh, she's, she's been engaged twice, never married. She's been, she told me about all these relationships she's been with um, and how she wants to know right now if this is going to go anywhere. <laughs> say, say, yeah. say, say, honey, I'll tell you after two years. Yeah, and then after the Starbucks date, she wanted to come over to my place right away. I don't want to see a girl that uh, wants to, like, you know, come over to my apartment. She she hardly knows me. Yeah. So how many other guys has she done this with? I mean, excluding the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. You don't want to deal with her. Oh, yeah. I they, mean, hey, they go fast with you. They've gone fast with you. are not the first guy there. Yeah. So so she's she has no self-control. She has no patience. And yeah. she's just pushing too hard. Boy, I sound like a girl. I'm looking for the same Yeah, <laughs> the old reverse trick, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Isn't it, is it a grace now? Great that you... i tell you what I like about the system. You can verify this with the newcomers out there. You see what's going on. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're like, you're, like, you're, you're, the, you're the linebacker. You're reading the play before the ball is hiked. You know where the ball is going. You know who, who's... If it's going to be a pass or a run... Or, or, or oh, whatever sure. it is, you're reading it way after. You're not there in the blind wondering, well, what's this? What's this? Well, uh, why did she do that? 
all oh, exactly. of that. And you always talk about keeping your yap shut. Well, a lot of times you'll find out if you let the girl talk. Like one of the girls that I dropped too, she she spent the whole night talking about drinking stories, and I didn't <laughs> say a word. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, she's the one that that made the goof. So I don't yeah. know. Well, you can go to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous with her. Yeah, exactly. That's a good part. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you yeah, have marriage baby- counseling, we're going there. Right? Yeah. And then, yeah. When, and then when you have babies, and she mixes the orange juice, she can pour a little Schmirtoff in there for the baby. Oh yeah, this this girl's going to be a good prospect for a long term relationship. You've been listening to the Dating Women Podcast. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Catch us every week on Saturday for a new episode. Until next time, this has been the Dating Women Podcast.